Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram Roadmap for Educators. One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life. In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better. We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. For us, it's that time of the year when we are all involved in planning for and carrying out traditions. What are your traditions? Do you follow traditions from your childhood or have you changed them? Maybe even gotten rid of them? Why do we even have traditions and is there still value in them? Today, we're talking about traditions and how they affect our personal lives and our lives at school. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. If you are listening to this podcast on or near the date this episode drops, we are in the midst of the holidays. We were talking about the traditions that we celebrate, and we decided it would be a great topic to discuss on the podcast. What is the big deal with traditions? Why do we continue to follow them year after year, sometimes for a lifetime and sometimes for hundreds and maybe even thousands of years? And what about school traditions? What purpose do they serve? And how could we use traditions to strengthen our schools and our classroom communities? communities. Let's take it from the beginning. Why do we even have and need traditions? First of all, traditions can help us connect one generation to another. For example, do you have a beloved family recipe that has been passed down that might connect one generation to another? Michelle, I do. Do you? I do too. My grandma's sugar cookie recipes, which has a secret ingredient, and it would not be the holidays if I didn't make my grandma's sugar cookies. I must make them. There's always, it seems like, those family foods and recipes that are passed down that bring the generations together. What's so cool about that? It allows the younger members of the family to spend time with their parents or their grandparents eating the foods from the great-grandparents' recipe boxes. There are just all kinds of family traditions, and I'm sure that you all have your own family traditions. I think so fondly of my childhood and then later in my adult years in my family tradition of deer hunting. I grew up in a family where deer hunting was a big thing. For two weeks in November, we all gathered. People went out and hunted. We got lots of deer. We processed that and we ate venison for the rest of the year. I can remember a time in my life when I thought it was horrible and morbid and I was just mortified. But then I actually really learned that they had a lot of respectful traditions and I loved the way it was passed from 
from great grandparents and grandparents down to parents, down to children. It was just a time to be together, to laugh together, to make big family meals, time that I remember really fondly. There are so few things that we can pass down generation to generation. Things just don't stand the test of time. But recipes and traditions like that definitely can. For me, many of those passing on from generation to generation traditions involve food and the holidays, those once a year events. I also have my grandma's sugar cookie recipe and my husband has his grandmother's egg bake and her sandwich cookies. So every year at Christmas, we really bring our grandparents into the celebration, even though they are no longer with us by saying, these are Grandma Aggie's cookies. These are Grandma Ginny's cookies. Our kids know them that way, though they likely won't remember those grandparents. We do the same at Easter. When I was a child, my cousins and I would always make an Easter bunny cake and we would decorate it. Then in the morning, it would be gone and replaced with a chocolate bunny. Rumor has it that the ants may or may not have eaten the Easter bunny cake after all the kids went to bed and replaced it with a chocolate bunny. Kind of like those cookies for Santa. Exactly. (laughs) I can remember my dad telling me his favorite ones and put those on the plate. So another example, it's not exactly generations, but it serves a similar purpose. But I was thinking of a school example of passing things down from the generations. I have a friend who teaches fifth grade. Every year at the end of the year, she has her class make a book about their school year. She uses it as writing lessons. The students write letters, stories, things that they learned. They tell these stories and they write, they revise them, draw pictures, and they make a little book. All the kids get a copy of the book. They also write another book of letters, and that's for next year's students. They write letters full of fun things, and they talk about, these are things you should look out for, and here's the thing that's really hard. Don't say this to Mrs. So-and-so because it will make her mad, and they're really fun, and they're really funny. She has the books from all the years. I love, love, love that tradition, the idea that one group of students is passing on some wisdom to another group of students. Another thing about traditions is that they can help teach us about our history. Think of religious traditions. That's an obvious example where people learn their religious traditions. Things like putting up a creche or a nativity set or lighting a Hanukkah menorah or Kwanzaa Kanara is a chance for one generation to share with the younger generation about why we have these traditions and what they're for and what they represent and the history behind them. I was recently in France over Armistice Day, which is November 11th. I can remember vaguely when I was a child, Armistice Day or Remembrance Day, it's often called in the United States. I remember these old guys selling little paper poppies that you would put on your jacket. I sort of remember that and thinking, oh, it has something to do with World War I. In France, it's a big deal. The entire country shuts down. Everyone wears a poppy and all of the stores are closed. It is a solemn parades in the street, visiting the cemeteries and being with your family. Much of World War I took place in France. Every family was touched by a death of someone in that war. And I think that's their way of carrying on that remembrance and teaching people, look what your grandparents, your great-grandparents sacrificed for you. An interesting example that we have in our family that sort of is a project in putting together our family history is we have a baptismal dress. It was made by my great-great-great-grandmother. We can't get the exact date, but somewhere around the early to mid-1800s, it got passed to my grandmother. So then it stayed in our part of the family. Her siblings all wore it. Her siblings' kids all wore it. It's been worn by over 100 people. 
it really helps us to trace our family history to figure out who all wore this dress. It's well over 200 years old. An amazing tradition and a wonderful way to make everyone think about and remember the generations that came before us. Traditions keep our cultures alive. Whether or not we know it, many of our traditions come from our family's long history and cultural ways of living. We've already talked about food and obviously that part of it, but it's music, the arts. So many things are wrapped into cultural traditions. I have a great example of this. A friend of mine just got married. He was married on Dia de los Muertos and they did the whole theme of the day and they had the decorations and the cultures. They had the burrow. They wore mariachi outfits and they had a huge all which is part of the cultural celebration. It was beautiful, but I was just wondering why this and where it came from. And it comes from a long family tradition of honoring your relatives. Both of their grandparents had died within days of each other. So this was a way to remember them and be grateful for them. Michelle, you and I saw a great example of this when we were in Ecuador. Michelle and I took some students on a trip there, and we were doing some work at a school in Quito, Ecuador. We went to go visit a different school. It was an indigenous school. It was all of these kids who had come out of the mountains, and they were living in this large city. Their family did not want them to lose their indigenous traditions. There were many, many tribes there. The kids would come in their tribal dress and do their tribal dances. Even though they lived in this big city, they could honor their culture and learn about the cultures of the other tribes. We were there on a day when they were wearing their cultural garb and doing their cultural dances. It was beautiful. It was inspiring. And those traditions will not be lost in that younger generation. I remember taking a tour of the gardens. These little children were showing us the plants in the gardens. They were saying, this is this herb. It's good for when you have a stomachache. Or this is this herb and my grandma makes medicine for your head. And they also grew their food there. So the kids were very involved in keeping that wisdom and knowledge of people from the mountains and how they had lived and bringing it to their new life. Another great thing about traditions is that they reinforce values. I'll give you an example of this. When my oldest daughter was in elementary school, she came home and said, Mom, we went on a visit to the fire station today. And I said, yes, tell me all about it. The one thing she walked away with was the fact that the firemen have to work on Christmas Eve. They are there on Christmas Eve and they're not with their families. And I said, "Okay, well, what can we do about that? And we decided we would make cookies for the firemen on Christmas Eve and drop them off. That was 15 years ago. And we still, every Christmas Eve, drop off cookies for the firemen. We have now included multiple fire stations in our Christmas Eve cookie drop-off tradition. But it really reinforces that value of honoring the people who are doing the work so we can enjoy our time together as a family. Families and schools do a lot to reinforce values through their traditions. I think of the example, schools often have canned good collections, bringing in food around the holidays. It just helps reinforce to them that it's important to think about other people and the needs of other people. I also have an example. I worked in a school. This is not a holiday tradition. It was end of school tradition. We had a three-day track and field experience at the end of the school year. Every team was made up of one kindergartner, one first grader, one second grader, one third grader, and so forth. The older kids were the captains and they took care of their team. They had to help the younger kids to do all of the different events. The whole point of it was partly to have fun, yes, but it was to emphasize all of those life skills, like working together, playing fair 
regularly, not giving up, being persistent. The kids were encouraged and their team would only do well, really, if they worked together. And we had awards for whoever had the fastest times and things like that. But there were awards for teams who worked well together, teams who exhibited kindness, teams that were very encouraging. It was a great way to teach and reinforce those kinds of values. Traditions also give us something to look forward to. Think of that anticipation right before a big yearly event. You get to think about and you get to plan for it. You get excited that something is coming soon. There's often a countdown of days before a big tradition. We all need that and look forward to that. You know, in schools, there are those days and weeks where something out of the ordinary happens, like it's homecoming week. And so there's all kinds of skits and songs and music and fun things to do. I remember in a school when the basketball team was going to the state championship and the entire school shut down for the day. They had crazy hats they made and were wearing all these things that they were doing to celebrate this achievement. All those things add some fun and they can bring a lot of energy to school. Those are the days you remember that school was fun. Traditions help people to create memories. That's one of my favorite things about traditions is the memories that are created on those days. This is when you gather around, you're all talking, eating, laughing, maybe even singing. Think of those times you remember most, the weddings, the birthdays, the holidays. They likely occurred around a tradition that you want to remember. You think of all the traditions at school, too, the concerts, the sporting events, the musicals, the prom, the graduation. All of those traditions are chances to create memories. I still remember my concerts from elementary school, and it was so fun to go back at school at night. And we would get all dressed up. The lights would all be on. Teachers were all dressed up and everyone was in the gym. It was special. As a teacher now, looking back, we realize how much work went on behind the scenes. But for kids, they're magical moments. Each year, I get my kids an ornament at Christmas that represents their year. As we get out the ornaments each year to put them on the tree, we pull out each one and say, oh, the rubber ducky. That was the year you were obsessed with rubber duckies. Oh, look at four years in a row of soccer balls. That's when you were really, really into soccer. It's a really fun way to go through their childhood into their adult years by pulling out the ornaments from each of the years. We have the same exact tradition. And I know my grandmother gave us ornaments every year. My mother started ornament boxes, including giving the box to my kids on their first Christmas. And all those ornaments are in there and they start out their first homes. They've got a whole box full of ornaments and they're fun. It's fun to look back and fun to see them. If you don't have this tradition, you should really pick it up. I'll give you one fun example. My husband is one of 16 children. The year that I was dating my husband, my mother gave me an ornament and it was the little old woman who lived in a shoe who had so many children she didn't know what to do. Every time I get that ornament out, I laugh and laugh because it was cheeky. It was fun. It was funny. And it still makes me laugh to this day. Traditions also offer us a chance to pause and reflect on life, to recognize what is important. We don't always take the time to slow down and reflect in our lives. We are busy, running, going, doing, and celebrations and traditions often help us to slow down. 
For example, you know, this is true of me. When you attend a wedding, you're probably sitting there and thinking about your own wedding. Or we just talked about the Christmas tree and all the family ornaments and the chance to think about all those memories that we had when our kids were babies or the things that we did when we were teenagers. I also buy ornaments every place I travel because that's small, inexpensive souvenir. I love to just sit and have a cup of coffee and slow down and breathe. In school, yearbooks often serve as that reflection tool or end-of-the-year celebrations or class parties to kind of look back on the year and think about all that's happened. For me, graduations always do that. When I sit at a graduation ceremony, it's marking that end of a chapter and beginning another. I know that the speakers are speaking to the graduates, but it also usually gives me a chance to pause and reflect on life, think what does that message mean for me as well. Sometimes you probably have felt a little backlash about traditions. You felt like you were stuck in a tradition or was old and stuffy. Well, traditions can and should be reconsidered. If they were forced on you and you no longer want to uphold them, you're allowed to rethink traditions. Sometimes they need to be adapted. Sometimes maybe they need to be dropped completely. Then there are other traditions that are worth keeping. I will give you a recent example. It's about Thanksgiving time right now as we are recording this. For many years with my grandmother and then my mother, and then eventually I had Thanksgiving. One of the things that we always had on our table was this apricot jello mold. It was quite involved. It took a couple days to make because layers had to settle. In the early years, people would eat it. It was good. It was my favorite jello mold. My mother really liked it. And so grandma made it. My mom made it. I made it. Then slowly through the years, I noticed nobody was eating the apricot jello mold. That a week after Thanksgiving, I was dumping the apricot jello mold down the garbage disposal. Then I'm like, why am I making this only to dump it down the garbage disposal? It's time for this tradition to end. My daughter is making her very first Thanksgiving this year. And she said to me, mom, should I buy the apricot jello stuff? I said, no, honey, it's okay. It's time for that to end. An example of a tradition that's being reconsidered in my family right now, I'll go back to that baptism dress example. The baptism dress that's been worn by so many people for a couple hundred years is now too old and threadbare. We can't use it anymore because it is almost paper thin. So now we have to consider what will we do for baptism dresses? What will my children do? Another tradition that we have had to reconsider in my family is we used to get together over the Christmas holiday. I have 13 cousins. We always spent those days together. We can no longer do that anymore because we all have our own busy families. So we have rethought our get-together to make it summer get-togethers at a park where all of our kids can run and play instead of trying to fit one more thing in during the busy holidays. You don't have to give up on a tradition completely. You may just have to rethink it. We had a tradition of getting lots of little gifts. My mom was very careful about spending too much money, but we would have lots of little packages to open. It was really fun and we really loved it. Then I realized it was really hard to spy all those little packages and wrap everything and figure out what people wanted or needed. And what we all really wanted was time together. So now I've given up on all the gifts. We do something that is a family experience. Last year, we went to Broadway to a musical. This year, I'm renting a VRBO and we're going to spend a week together as a family. It's one of those things that we've adapted. 
schools have had to do the same. There are some school traditions that no longer apply or maybe shouldn't have existed in the first place, like hazing, for example. Hazing used to be tolerated, even expected. Now we realize it's no longer acceptable. In fact, the Northwest football coach was just fired over hazing on the football team. Another example might be a school with offensive names and schools have changed their name to something that's related but less offensive. There are also some traditions that just deserve to stick around. I plan to continue that ornament tradition, hopefully into my grandchildren if I have them someday, because there are some things that are just so meaningful, we don't want to get rid of them. I agree. I'll do that as well. I also post my entire extended family. I'm going to have 40 some people at my house for Christmas as long as I'm able to do it. It is important to me and I wouldn't give it up for the world. Whether we adapt traditions, get rid of traditions, or keep them, traditions serve a purpose. According to Nicola Watts, in our fast-paced and ever-changing lives, in a world that appears to be in constant turmoil, traditions are more important than ever before. They offer constancy, stability, familiarity, and a semblance of order and predictability to our existence. They comfort us, give us a sense of belonging, and make us feel safe and secure. To recap today's episode, traditions serve many purposes in our lives. They help connect us to other people, help us to remember who we are and where we came from, and help us to pass down and reinforce values. Traditions are fun and create time and space for togetherness and building memories. In true teacher fashion, we always end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to think about one of the traditions that you carry on. Is there one that's been forgotten that you would like to bring back in your home life or your work life? Or is there a new tradition that you're ready to start? We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. So feel free to reach out to us. And in closing today, we hope that in the coming days, you get to spend time with the people you love, refreshing, reconnecting, and just enjoying life. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.